0: Fairly uh, large-sized farm there. They're putting in uh, uh, pecan groves and uh, nursery pecan trees. And uh, what we did, we planted uh, about 8,000 pecan seeds there, and uh, we helped them by hand and wheelbarrow move about a ton or two tons of rock. And uh, this is at 7,000 feet, and air up there is pretty light, so. But they did it without complaining. Uh, it a really, um, I was amazed at them. They, they did a good, good job. Uh, on the uh, spiritual side, we had um, four meetings. And uh, uh, this group here, I've got to say, stepped out of their comfort zone. Uh, they shared the word. Uh, they gave testimonies, sang specials. Um, Every, at all four meetings, I don't think there was a person there that didn't come up for prayer. We split up in teams. So we laid hands. Uh, there's a number of uh, people got healed. They might. Some of them might know some of I, I them. Uh, I was kind of just overseeing. I did a little bit of praying for people. But uh, I know one thing, and there could have been more, but I know there was at least ten salvations. So we praise God for that. So uh, we're going to share each one of them something real quick. Uh, We'll start with Wayne
1: here. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Um, I guess I'll talk about the truck. I mean, going over the hill, we had to cross over the uh, pass from 2,000 up to 6,000 feet and trying to chase Comrade and Heidi, and they're trying to get over the hill. Um, it's all dirt road and real windy and all that, but the, the, our big van is so heavy with so many people in it. Uh, the transmission overheated. When we were coming back down, I had it in low gear, trying to not use the brakes coming down because it's dirt road and switchbacks. And um, On the way down, we had to stop to uh, uh, let another truck come by, and the truck came by and he stopped us and says, You got a big boulder between your duels in the back. So we stopped and we got out we had to use pry bars and shovels and stuff to get the rock out. And while we were doing that we looked under there and the transmission fluid was just pouring out of the transmission. <laughs> and we thought, Oh no, you know. So we got started to go again and it wouldn't go. And here we are, stop up on this mountain and no traffic is and except the people that are trying to avoid the main roads. <laughs> um, but anyway, Conrad and Heidi had to take off to go to town to get more transmission fluid. And we thought we blew seals, and we had all these things going on. And uh, some Mormon couple came down, and they tried to help us, and we got to pray for them, and it was a deal. <laughs> anyway, Uh and the next thing here, it gets dark, and then this pickup comes up next to us with these cowboys in it. And they all get out, and everybody's kind of wondering who they are. And Comrade radioed them, and they brought some transmission fluid for us. <laughs> uh, anyway, we poured in, and things got going good. Uh, anyway, I just thank the Lord for Comrade and Heidi, the, their crew, uh, the people that work for them. Uh, just, uh, they they are very obedient, and they—they they respect Conrad and Heidi so much, and that was what I seen was impressive. Well, you took mine, so. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
2: there was
3: a lot of things that happened. Um, the last day, we get to pray for this. Can anybody hear me? Yeah. Okay. This older lady, and she had a lot of physical things wrong with her, and she got saved. And we believe she's healed, too. And I really respect Amy. She just said, well, can we just give her a hug? Because she was just really, you know, you just didn't know if you want to hug or not. So Amy gave her a hug, and then I got to give her a hug, too, and just felt like the love of Jesus was there. That's
4: okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> the transmission's okay, too. It's really hard to summarize in one minute one week the day after you've gotten back because it's so much and you're you're inundated with so much big things little things you're with a we were with a fantastic crew i didn't see any animosity between anybody so it was a smooth crew we did a lot of work we didn't complain we just kind of moved around funny for a little bit (laughs) But it's okay. We did a little more work and loosened up. And it was all right. I think the biggest thing in my head is the fact that you go on a mission trip to a totally different environment. And it takes a little time for you to absorb it all. It's a learning experience. It's a blessing for us. I'm sure we were a blessing to them in prayer, in activities, in our demeanor, and in the church, and, you know, and everything. But what you bring home is something that will affect you for a long, long time. I'm still learning from two years on a ship 20 years ago. I've been to Mexico a few times, and I'm still learning from each one of those trips. So don't ask me to summarize this one. Give me a week or two or three or four, and a year or two.
5: Um, I'll definitely agree with Emily in terms of, it being so much, and we we go out there to help them, and be a blessing to them. The Lord really blessed me, and I guess I feel like the Lord just really opened the eyes of my heart. And I think my heart was broken in one of the meetings because you know I realized that even though they were speaking Spanish, and I definitely cannot understand what they were saying, it was the same spirit of God. It was the same God. You know, where we all may look different, but we're the same people. And um, and one of the meetings, my heart broke because I, I realized that. I think we go to other places we see people who don't have as much as we do materialistically. But um, I just felt like I I have this treasure, this infinite knowledge of Christ. And I trade it so often for other things that don't mean as much. And for people who may not have as much materialistically, I just like the Lord spoke to me. They have just as much as you do if they know who I am. If you can just teach them who I am, then they have just as much. So I'm, I'm so grateful to have been able to go Um, And I hope to be able to go on another one soon.
2: Well, the people of Watanara really touched my soul. As we prayed for people, I'll start over. As soon as we got there, I couldn't pray in English. I had to pray in the Spirit the whole time. And God gave me words for the ladies over there to be Esther to stand up for the people of Christ because I was told by one of the ladies that her children were being persecuted for being Christians because the whole town was Catholics and the Catholics were picking on the Christians and I give glory to God I was, as much as you know, I have COPD and had trouble breathing. I was just healed of that a while ago. Praise God. But the whole time I was there, my diabetes was perfect. It stayed perfect the whole time I was there. And two words came to my mind. Insecurities. In inferiority, I conquered both of them because I felt like I was inferior because I couldn't do the same work that the rest of the team did. I couldn't get out there and bend over and plant the seeds and everything. But God gave me things to do for them. I counted out the seeds. God blessed you, didn't he? (laughs) But we all had a great time, and I was so proud of the young girls that was with us. Well, God
3: put this team together, and it was awesome. I just can't thank everybody enough that went on this team. I mean, everybody was in there doing 110%. They were used of God. God. They stepped up to the plate, and it was awesome because of the willing heart. If you have a willing heart, God will use you, and he did each and every one of this team. We were an awesome group. We surpassed Conrad's expectations. Can you believe that? We surpassed. He had to start finding things for us to do.
2: Uh Oh, he did
3: It was awesome, and God was so awesome. You know, it would take all day to list, you know, for us to tell you of all the healings, the salvations, and words of knowledge, and how many people's lives were affected. It was just awesome. So, thank you all for supporting us in prayers, and we supported you all in prayers when we heard of news. And we got the best church here. Thank you, Jesus, for New Covenant family. You're awesome.
2: What stuck with me the most would be the language barrier. Uh, there was a few of uh, the ladies that come up to, to talk to me, and, and uh, I, was, I just, like, "Oh no!" not know. I started looking around for someone to help me out, and they were all busy. So. But uh, they understood. We understood each other. And they ended up, you know, they uh, received Christ in their life. So I thought that was pretty awesome.
1: The children of uh, Wachanera are what really touched my heart. The last service we had, the other, the uh, Heidi and uh, Conrad had to leave the bus behind, and so we all had to load on our bus. And on the trip back to uh, Baccarat and Wachanera, all the kids on the bus started singing. And talking about language barriers, even though I didn't know the exact words, I knew what they were saying, and we were all praising God together, and that's, that's to me, is what it's all about, praising God.
0: We serve an awesome God.
6: I agree with uh, Marty on that. <laughs> no, um, first off, I want to thank Ken and Paula further and Wayne and all the drivers for for being diligent and driving that long distance. I know that, that must have been very hard, getting us there safely. Praise God. I got to thank God for that, for our protection. Um, although they spoke different language, you know, I felt like that we were one body. You know, it's awesome how you can, even though you don't understand what they're saying, it's like the Spirit's there to to bear witness to you. So. But yeah, I was a little nervous going up and down the mountains and, at first and seeing the, tra- the trail of transmission fluid all the way there. So I was like, uh, no, nah. you know, what are we going to do around the middle, you know, middle of nowhere. But we all gathered around and we prayed and and the Lord was there to help comfort us. And uh John was like thinking, Man, there's no way. This thing it you know it's done, you know, we're gonna tow this thing back. <laughs> and we were like we were like out in the you know, the roads are real narrow so that nobody can pass. So uh here's this big huge coach in the middle of the road and there's traffic coming the other way and you're just like, How's anybody Yeah? <laughs> But, you know, and then I looked at the weight on it, it's like 14,000 pounds, and I'm like, how are we going to push this thing? You know, there's, I mean, you could get, you could get 20 linebackers on this thing and it couldn't get it. But praise God, he was there, and, and we were able to put transmission fluid in it and, and see it through, you know. So that's my testimony.
7: In agreement with my brothers and sisters, it's really difficult to put into words uh, a week's worth of experience with the Lord and with the people of Watching Era. And this being my first trip, it was even more so for me and a couple of the others. Um, we hear all the time the expression of opening the windows of heaven. And I tell you truthfully, God did. He just poured and poured and poured. Uh, on us and on the people watching there. And uh, there aren't enough words to describe the miracles and and the lives that he changed. And um, it's not a temporary thing. He has forever changed my life, the way I see things, the way I feel. Um, I truly learned what it is to work for the Lord and to have the heart of God for people. And uh, it's something I wouldn't change for anything. And uh, Lord willing, I would like to go back and maybe have a mission there myself. It would be awesome. Um, It's surprising that these people would ever trust me to drive again, and I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) Uh, Ken and Paula told us that I had to keep up with uh, Conrad and Heidi because if we got too far behind, then we wouldn't be included with them as a board and probably have problems getting through. So I tried my best around the winding mountain roads and stuff like this. And being a school bus driver, we're taught to stay between the lines, not in the middle of the road, stop at the railroad tracks, you know, stop at the stop signs. (laughs) Ken says, that's not the way it is in Mexico. Just go. (laughs) So we get to this town, and we're pulling into the, the boundaries of the town. And Ken starts yelling at me, "Topay, topay, topay," and I'm looking around. And I say, "No toll booths anywhere." I'm like, "What, what toll booths? I don't see any toll booths to pay." And then finally, we go, <laughs> and I launch everybody in the vehicle up to the ceiling. Well, then he tells me afterwards that the Spanish word for speed bump is tope. <laughs> and they're twice the height in Mexico that they are here. So now they've nicknamed me Senior Topay. <laughs> Um,
8: Hey, my name is Amy, and I can, put, I can put some words. I like to talk, and they're like, two minutes, you know, and i like, two minutes, 20 minutes, no. Um, I had so much fun, but to tell you the truth, I did not want to go on this trip. I was kind of like a stubborn mule digging my feet. And I'm like, God, I hate traveling. Boo-hoo, whiny baby, you know. I don't want to go. I am so glad that I went on this trip. Um, Mr. Jarrett is, like, hilarious because he's, like, mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter, like, the whole time. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so funny. And Brother Vaca is, like, two minutes, two minutes, like, the whole time. And then I told him, my cousin Nena. she's, like, ay, caracoles. And so he's, like, what is a caracole? And I'm, like, you don't know what a caracole is? He's, like, I was, like, it's a snail. So he was, like, two minutes, caracoles, like, the whole time. It was so funny. But, uh. I just, we had so much fun, but, like, they feed you enough to, like, make you the size of an elephant, but then they work it all off. (laughs) Yeah, so they worked us pretty hard. So if you like to work, go on this trip. um, It was funny because we were digging rocks out of the field, and I don't, I don't know if I've ever had so much fun in my entire life. I can literally tell you that. Digging rocks out of a field, that was so fun. So fun. Because, like, we would go and, like, I saw this rock. They were like, oh, all right, it's time to move to the other side. And I saw, like, the tip of this little rock sticking out of the ground. I'm like, that one is calling my name. I want to dig that rock out of the ground. And so, like, I started digging in it, and Mr. Wayne was the one with the pickaxe. So I'm like, this is a Mr. Wayne rock, Mr. Wayne. They spent, like, 15 to 20 minutes digging that rock out of the ground. (laughs) And the whole driveway was, like, full of rocks, and it was so funny. But um, the little kids... Like, really got my heart, because I, I want to go back for the little kids, because they're so cute. But there's this little girl named Lysha, and, like, I don't know how she does it, because, like, her mom left her with this lady who goes to church, but her own mom lives down the street with the rest of her brothers and sisters. I mean, can you imagine how that would feel to be rejected like that? I mean, your own brothers and sisters and your mom live down the street, you know? Just, I can't imagine, you know? She's telling us, yeah, my family lives over there, you know? But, you know, like, her mom doesn't want her for some reason. I don't know why, because she's so beautiful. Sorry. <laughs> going to cry.
1: But anyway,
8: and the children are just so precious. But if you got long hair, they love you, because <laughs> they're, like,
1: they're all, like, looking at you,
8: like, pedagogical. And they're all, like, you know? And it's funny, because I was trying to listen to the service, and I got one little girl with part of my hair this way, and part this way, and got one pulling down the that and I'm trying to listen to the service, and they're all, like, working on my hair, and it's so funny, though. They're so cute, and I just had, I just had an amazing amount of fun, like, I just did, like, and I was like, all right, you know, let's go, let's do this, and everybody else was like, I'm so sore, like, they weren't saying that, but, like, you could tell. It was funny, and, like, probably my favorite part was, like, Mr. Jeff's back was hurting, and we were doing, like, Pilates in the middle of the pecan field. I was like, now breathe in. <laughs> it was so funny. And, I was, and then when we were digging rocks, these vehicles kept going past, and all the people working on the bricks were, like, looking at us like, they're crazy. What are they doing? They're digging rocks on the ground. And we were like, because we heard, like, all the shouting, so we're like, they're saying, come see the Amadi dig rocks, 50 cents a piece.' You know, it was just so funny. I just. They weren't really saying that. That was a joke. Anyway, but on the way down there, I got to ride um, with Miss Heidi and uh, their little girl, Emma. Emma's Nancy came. But she was like, yeah, she's like, yeah, the cartels just live right there. She's like, they're so nice, people. You know, she's like, they're so sweet. I'm like, really? (laughs) Anyway, it's kind of funny, though, because, like, I don't know. I just had so much fun, and I could tell you story after story after story, but I have two minutes. (laughs) (laughs)
9: This was Amy in Mexico. (laughs) The minute we get on the bus to come home, this is Amy. I can't move. (laughs) But my testimony is really, I think, about Heidi worshiping God. And this is kind of strange, probably for her, she would be like, Don't talk about that because she worships God in a way. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody worship God that way before. And she brought me up to a place where I I just looked at her and I realized I haven't given half of my worship to God. I haven't done, I haven't even come close to entering in. Because when you watched her worship, you could be feeling like, whatever, you know, praise God, and you watched her worship, and you knew that every fiber in her being was connected to, she believed what she was saying, she wasn't holding back, there was there was no holding back, and I started realizing, that's what I want, God, I want my heart to not be hidden from you, and God just really did a lot of dealing with me about holding my heart back from Him and only just halfway trust in him and halfway believing and, you know, just, uh, and, and it's funny because she struggles with being up there because she doesn't want to bring any glory to herself. But it was just, it was just amazing what God did through just seeing people really, really enter in. It brings you to that place. We do
3: have a Justin Bieber in our midst. (laughs) Jeff sang songs in Spanish and the lady swooned.
0: Thank you all.